Alarmy. Check out Alarmist on Patreon for ad-free episodes and... Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Bonus content. Here's a preview of our Guest Alarmist series, only on Patreon. Like, what is that instinct that made you run to the bathroom? Shame. Oh, 100%. I was, I felt so ashamed. <laughs> this is like, it was, she was like an older woman, too. Right. And she had this, like, You were disgracing her. I, she was disgraced. Like, make no mistake. Like, if she came in with grace, she was disgraced. Yes. Go to patreon.com slash the alarmist and subscribe today. Now, on to our episode. Each week, we decide who's to blame for a historical tragedy. And each week, you tell us if we got it right. My name is Rebecca Delgado Smith, and this is The Aftermath. The Aftermath. Hey everyone, thanks for tuning in to this episode of The Aftermath. Today we're speaking with guest expert Jamie Bronstein. Jamie is a relationship therapist, coach, and host of Love Talk Live podcast. She's also the author of Manifesting, a step-by-step guide to attracting the love that's meant for you. Let's hear what she has to say about my best friend's wedding. Hi, Jamie. Thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you so much for inviting me on your podcast. I'm so excited. (laughs) Well, we're very excited to have you on and we have so many questions. You're perfect for for this episode. Um, So I I, I wanted to find out in the film, just I'm just going to dive right in. In the film, Jules and uh, Michael, Julianne and Michael make a marriage pact that if neither of them are married by the age of 28, they're going to marry each other. 
And in your experience, have you come across other marriage packs? And if so, why, why do people choose to do this? And under what circumstances can it work? I do know a couple mm. that just came to me offhand. I'm sure I know more. They had a pact. They got married. They're married with a child and they are so happy and in love. They made a pact when they were, they, they had known each other since they were little kids. They were family friends and they went their different ways. They One lived in London, one lived in LA. Like this wasn't, I mean, this was like, how is this going to happen? But anyhow, um, they ended up getting married. So I am a big fan of the pact. I feel like <laughs> I love your phrase. <laughs> a big fan of the pact. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think it's endearing. I'm such a romantic. And does it work out all the time? No, but sometimes it does. Do you think that they were lifelong loves or was it something that just uh, they stuck to the pact? Wait, my friends or the people in the movie? <laughs> Your friends, but also uh, I guess the example of, of, of two people who where this would work. I feel like it's the pact is made kind of as a backup, but it's all, it's not just a backup. It's a backup with somebody who you actually would could see yourself marrying. And do I think it's a good idea if it truly would be like a settling situation? No. But if you go through your life, you have all these different dating experiences, relationships, and then you do see that person at the end of this as an adult and you and both parties are happy with it, then I do think it's a good idea. Not, it's not a good idea if it's if it ends up being your settling. Now, do you find that a lot of relationships come from friendships? How often do you come across that? You know what? So in this day and age, I feel like it doesn't happen as much anymore, unfortunately, wow. because of everything. I mean, it's not just apps. It's like the nostalgia, the sweetness, the the innocence of everything I feel like is so different now. I think that that happens so much more with our parents and with even people in our, I'm saying our generation, you're probably a lot younger than me. I have no idea. But let's say people um in their 20s and 30s now, it's not happening as much as maybe 30s, 40s, 50s. Um, Sorry, I said 20s, 30s, 40s, 50s, 60s, let's say, um, 70s, 80s. So <laughs> I think that the app culture and, yeah, the app culture, I mean, it starts, kids are in there, are in college when they start this, sometimes even high school. And so it's, people are missing out on that. And also there's the technology and the people are missing out on the face-to-face. -face and so I miss those days. I wasn't in those days a long time yeah. ago. Yeah. Um, yeah. It was, I mean, it was very nostalgic to rewatch this movie and, um, you know, enjoy it from the 2024 perspective. Um, and as you know, the movie was made in 1997. And of course, societal norms have changed in the uh, over 20 years since it was made. Um, but what kind of pressure did people feel to marry young back then? And, and do you see that as having changed? I think that was on the, like 1997 was more on the tail end of all of the, the pressure, unless it was a religious thing, to get married young. However, 
getting back to my parents or their generation, the baby boomers, and maybe um, a little bit younger than them. Yes, I feel like the pressure was you got to you have to meet somebody in college or else you're screwed <laughs> or right after college. And actually, I um, I remember being right out of college and, and being at an event with two of my best friends. And this occurred to me. I said to my friends, Abby and Gwen, I was like, oh, my God, we need to meet our guys by the time we're 26 so we can get married by the time we're 28. Now, for them, I think they, they both found their guys and they got married around that time. I didn't meet my husband until I was 34. Anyhow, um, but even though a lot of people started getting married later, I do think that apparently even me after college, I was feeling like that pressure of just because my parents got married so early. So it is different now, but it it's a real thing. And there was that pressure. Yeah. Now, what is your stance on people being friends with their exes? Is it a bad idea or have you seen people successfully transition into the friend zone? Overall, if you had to say, and I don't believe in right or wrong, every situation is so different. Overall, I'm not the biggest fan of it. I think I think that it can work very well up until you meet somebody and you're in a relationship. I think that it just causes problems. And it doesn't mean it's like it's not like friends where Rachel or where um yeah, where Ross and Rachel. Ross and Rachel had to stop being friends because of his fiance girlfriend. Um that's I think that was unnecessary because they, they all hung out as a group. You know, it was a little extreme, but I think the one-on-one time with the ex could be problem could cause problems in because of your new relationship. Yeah, I mean in the movie also Kimmy asks Jules to be her maid of honor within minutes of meeting her. Um and to to us this felt aggressive. <laughs> what but about she- being uh-huh. Well, towards the end of the movie, she did disclose, I'm pretty sure I saw this, that she did this, to, it's like frenemy, like to keep the enemy close. I, I'm pretty sure. Did you did you see that? Yes. Part? Yes. It, it. She does then admit that she wanted to keep her close because she was, uh, she doesn't say she was jealous, but she just felt like she was such a huge part. She could never live up to uh, Jules's idea in Michael's eye yes but do you feel like that kind of how how do you feel about that kind of move um are, are there any red flags that you see when when personalities tend to kind of jump on that so you're saying the move that she chose to ask her to yes um it was surprising to me. Her reason I didn't pick up on it. Um, I do think that she. I, I'm trying to think if I were her, if I were Kimmy, what I would have done. I would have been freaking out 100. percent I personally would not have asked her to be a maid of honor, right? Because that's just bizarre. Do you find that there are uh, that there are people who are friends with their partner's exes? I think that people that have a positive attitude and you know a good outlook would will attempt to do that. 
Um, it just depends on everybody's personality. Some people would are able to do that. I think also if you use your intuition and you see, are these two people really done with each other or are they not the exits? If one gets a sense that they're really not done, then I think it's important to have a conversation with the person that you are in the relationship with. So I think if I were Kimmy, I personally would have had a conversation with Michael and I would have said that I, you know, like I want to keep our relationship sacred and I feel like this is a problem. Now, the problem with that is it is risky because you don't want to sound jealous. You don't want to sound insecure. At the same time, you have to call out the elephant in the room. Which was never done in the movie. Um, not until much later. Um, it, it, so Jules's feelings for Michael seem to have suddenly been triggered by him getting engaged. What do you attribute her reaction to? Um, and how do you and your coaching treat what we perceive as in discussing while discussing the film as jealousy? Okay, bringing back my parents for a second. Um, if I didn't know my parents' story, and they're the most in love couple I know, they've been married for 52 years. If I didn't know their story, I would I I hate judging but I I wouldn't judge but I would I might have thought well maybe she doesn't really like him it's only because she's jealous however my parents were friends for a long time my dad was always in love with my mom my mom KB or Keith was now he's KB is the grandpa but Keith Keith was always just Arlene's friend until he had some girlfriend that my mom like went crazy about and she actually, I think she, th this is the myth in the family that she ended up telling my dad that this lady cheated. <laughs> Anyhow, my dad always was in love with my mom anyway. They ended up getting married. But it did take something like that to make my mom wake up a little bit. So only because I, and my mom's a wonderful person. She made yeah. Keith and my Arlene were supposed to be together anyway. Um, <laughs> so... Sometimes in life, we do need a wake-up call. I don't think it means that Jules, Juliana, Juliana? Jules. Um, I, Julie Roberts. I don't think that it means that she didn't have those feelings inside, especially her, because her character is all about, she wasn't really in touch with her feelings. It was very hard for her to emote and to be vulnerable and to experience real love. So I think that psychologically and emotionally, the whole time she was just holding herself back from actually expressing and feeling those real feelings for Michael anyway. Wow. So my follow-up question is, if Jules was your client, how would you try and help her? So, okay, A, as a therapist, I learned this second day in therapy school and in the graduate program, whatever. Um, apparently, therapists are not supposed to give advice, which I was shocked about because I thought that that's what we did. So technically, I, I would not give her advice. I would help help her navigate. I would help guide her to her own empowered decisions um, by asking questions and helping and reflect back to her things that she was expressing. Um, but what I would recommend would be to start with kind of what we were just talking about. Let's get really clear before you make a big gesture, fly there, cause a ruckus. Let's get really clear. Is this worth it? 
And what I saw in the movie, I mean, I was crying because I just rewatched it the other day. Um, I mean, this lady, I do, I do think she made a good decision because life is short and we have to take risks in life. So I would not have recommended the crazy, crazy thing she did. Could have, she could have gone about it a little, a little bit of a different mm. way, but it's an entertaining movie. Um, I, like I said, I'm, I'm a romantic, so I would have guided her. I wouldn't have told her what to do or what not to do. I would have just asked her to get clear for herself. Are these chances that she's taking worth it for her? Mm. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health Right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Now, what about Michael? Because he seems to have been overstepping some relationship boundaries throughout the movie as well. Like the kiss. <laughs> like <laughs> all the flirting from the beginning. <laughs> and the song when they were on the boat and the song and the dancing. Yes, yes. Um, What's yes. your take on his, um, in, on his role in this, um, uh, I, I don't know what, what I would call it, on, in this, you know, just predicament? So he's a human. And like I said, I like to not judge people. One might look at the whole situation and feel like he did something wrong. He, However, this was his journey also, and he needed to go through everything he went through to realize that he truly wanted to choose Kimmy. Now, they didn't have sex. It was a kiss. Would I have wanted my husband to kiss some, uh, some girl like the day before our wedding? No, that's not, no, no girl would want that. Um, however, watching the movie and being objective as the voyeur viewer of the movie, 
in the situation. Um, we do have one life to live. And this was something he had to grapple with. He had to figure this out. Horrible timing. However, we can't always choose the timing in life. So I don't think he was wrong for what he did. Um, I think both him and Jules really both for themselves had to see it out, see it through. And it was, it was sad as much as, you know, George, her BFF who doesn't like women came back at the end. That was very sweet. It was also sad because, um, I was just like, I just hope she finds, it's like, I want to see a, a second movie. I hope she finds the guy she's supposed to be with. I want to know what happens. Aww. I, 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 yes, I guess we all see our experience in Jules at that moment, right? I found it to be very hopeful, personally. <laughs> you did? When George came yes. <laughs> We're all so different. And I was, I thought it was depressing. That's so funny. <laughs> um, so we talked a lot about um, George, of course, and uh, his friendship with Jules. And, and she really leans on him and he definitely goes above and beyond. Um, and, you know, in the end, he even shows up, like you said. He's how important are healthy friendships for those looking to be in relationships or looking to find a partner? Those friendships are so important because they are filled with unconditional love. And that's why you want to look at your friendships, get rid of any toxic relationships, anybody who's jealous. It is a good inspirational lesson for all of us to watch and see that relationship with George because it is so heartwarming. And when he came back, of course, I was happy and, and I, you know, it filled her with love. It filled me with love to see that friendship love and everybody needs a George in their life. Um, friends are really important because, like I said, it's somebody to laugh with. It's somebody to be your biggest fan, to not give unsolicited advice, but to be there for when you really need some encouragement or some guidance if you don't have a therapist and if you have a therapist and a best friend even better <laughs> jackpot <laughs> <laughs> um in our our initial episode we we discussed the concept of uh fairy tale endings do you find that some of uh, your clients come in with unreasonable expectations about relationships and and could this be attributed to the rom-com genre um, yes and yes, 100%. I do think that, you know, we, we live in a society, whether it's the fairy tales when we're little or the rom-coms, where we, a lot of us, do want that, in quotes, fairy tale ending. Um, but at the end of the day, we just want to be happy and in love. So, and with the right person. So I think some people take it to the next level where they think that it really is going to be perfect every day and there's going to be vacations and there's bonbons and roses and cards all the time. And that's not realistic. So if a client, when a client comes in that has these expectations of a relationship or even as they're dating, you know, I have to talk them, not off the ledge, I have to talk them down to earth 
to help them, you know, I'll say, well, what are the good qualities of this person? Do you have fun on this date? Okay, so he is a bad dresser. We can change that, you know, but let's <laughs> more qualities. So I do a lot of that coaching work with my clients. And it's also education. I call it psychoeducation of life, of what life is. And this doesn't mean, you know, there are all these books like good enough, marry good enough. I don't think that you should do that. I think that you should be truly in love and with that right person who makes you incredibly happy and you make them incredibly happy. Um, but also, yeah, sometimes we have to have these realistic conversations. So we ask all of our guest experts this question. Um, at the end of the day, if you had to pick a person or thing, it can be a concept that you think is to blame for the circumstances or the predicament in my best friend's wedding. Who or what would that be? Who is to blame? Oh, God. Well, I think the obvious answer is Jules. <laughs> wait, first of all, he asked her. No, wait, wait. Let's go back. He's, he called her up and he's, all he said was he's getting married. And then he asked her to be in the wedding. So he asked her to come to Chicago, right? Yes. Yes. Okay. So it is Michael. Wow. Okay. Go on. Jules was going on with her life. She was going on with her life. He he brought her into the mix. He didn't have to. Wait, how long had it been? I know some about nine years. Were they best friends for nine years? How long had it been since they were in touch? Um, it seemed like they weren't talking all the time because they at least hadn't spoken to her in a month is what they say. I mean, it seems like the, the, but she seemed very surprised that he even had a girlfriend. So right. I don't know how close they were at the moment. Right. And they did talk about, he was, they talked about how she was so busy with work and they hadn't talked in a while. Um, I'm just because I saw myself in Jules, I'm going to say it's Michael's fault because <laughs> he, he didn't have to tell her. She could have, although if they are in quotes, best friends, it would be weird if he didn't tell her. Okay. Let's rewind. Still Michael's fault because he didn't have to invite her to the wedding. There we go. He should. That's good that he told her that'd be normal. They're best friends, but he didn't have to have her be part of the wedding. That's where we mm, went. Off. Interesting. Okay. Final answer. His decision to include her in all of the wedding festivities. Yes. Keep it separate. This is someone. This is a best friend. However, someone you had relations with in the past. Mm. Let's keep her out of the wedding. Have her show up on that day. Fine. If she wants to say. You know, I object or whatever during the wedding. Fine. But there didn't need to be the whole lead up. She's part of the family. It was too much. I see. So you you would have had J uh, Jules come to the wedding, but just not be part of the entire family and so close. It was it was the inner circle. I also would have had if I were directing the movie or writing the movie, I would have had. No, then it, then the whole movie wouldn't have been funny. In real life, <laughs> Michael should have asked Kimmy permission. Mm. He did, who knows? I don't think he did. Told her, been more communicative. Here's mm. a situation. Do you want her at the wedding? And she could choose. 
Wow. Okay, Jamie. Well, thank you so much for joining us today. We are going to head over to Patreon right now to discuss further and find out if Clayton's opinion about the movie has changed. It's been a pleasure having you. Thank you so much. This is fun. If you'd like to hear our post-interview discussion and final verdict, head over to Patreon and subscribe. Your support is greatly appreciated. Check out our show notes for a link or head over to patreon.com slash The Alarmist. Stay tuned because next week we'll be discussing the 1931 China floods. The Alarmist. Powered by ACAST. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.